and welcome to the Rock and Road podcast, series six, episode eight. And in this episode, I chat to Howard Jones and talk about his 40th anniversary of his debut single, how he'll be celebrating that and how it all began for him in the 80s. I've got lots on my road trip in Ireland, an e-tour of Maxus electric commercial vehicles. And in fact, we will start there today. I'm going to bring you this in two parts. So we got to Gatwick, 6.30am, Wednesday the 8th of March, flight due to take off at 8.50am. A little bit of snow on the way to the airport, all gone by about 8 o'clock. And the screen kept saying, your boarding gate will be announced in 10 minutes. And then 10 minutes would pass and it would go, your boarding gate announced in another 10 minutes. And this went on and on and on and on. So we thought, you know what, let's just have a look around the shops. Next time I checked the gate, it said, boarding gate closed. <gasps> absolute panic we ran and ran and ran down corridor after corridor after corridor to get to the boarding gate when we got there there was no urgency at all there was just people sitting around just looking fed up turned out the screen was wrong so this was the beginning of a long line of just a farcical bunch of cock-ups really so the boarding gate kept changing then we got on the plane and we sat on the plane for three hours whilst they decided to de-ice the plane then a bunch of people wanted to get off the plane and cancel their whole trip to Ireland and we had to wait for a disembark crew to take them off the plane once they got off then they had to do like a passenger manifesto again and check every single bag and every single locker and make sure they know who it belonged to blah 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 we ended up taking taking off five and a half hours late. Now, the flight to Ireland's only an hour, so <laughs> we sat there for five and a half hours not moving and then finally got there late afternoon, which meant that the first leg of our e-tour was a bit ruined because we were meant to take a leisurely drive across the country and have a leisurely charge and electric charging point, when instead it was all a bit fraught and I was actually quite hungry by this point, as you can tell from our first recording. Oh, and just a word of warning, if you're expecting a highbrow review, you're not going to get one here. And this is Sasha and I on the trip, Sasha Graham. You can follow her on Instagram, Mrs. Graham's Home. Uh, but this is us in the van at 5pm on the first day, the Wednesday, about to set off on our three-hour journey to Ashford Castle. Okay. okay. All right. Hey, I, I'm going to leave in about a half an hour if you do first, but we'll see you down okay, there. Okay, see you down right. there. Take care. Okay, don't start yet. Right, let's start I from the beginning. Right. I don't think I've got it on. Oh, no, I'm neutral. <laughs> we are about to pull away for the first time in our Maxus um, little white van. Um, we'll get the correct name of it in a minute. But it's absolutely oh, it gorgeous. Like, it sounds like we're going to lift. Oh, look at that car! Sounds wow. like little. Oh, my God, they're going to hate my voice on it. It doesn't feel like I'm in a van in the front here at all. No. Unless I turn my head there and I see that back panel, oh, I would feel like I'm in a car. Breaking. You can might turn that off, or you do want to get used to it. No, I don't mind it to be honest. Am I going out this bit? Uh, it's quite high. Have they got like levels of breaking? I'll huh? look it up in the mandal in a minute. But first of all, stuff that. Let's get on with the picnic. Are we allowed to just go? Yeah. Right, so left here, and then going round the roundabout and back on ourselves. <laughs> Let's just open up this picnic market and have a look. Oh, my seat is toasting. Oh, look at this. We have got a superfood wrap. I think I should go into that lane if I'm going to go around the thing. Wow, look how much food we've got in here. Oh. What's this? I feel like I'm going through the red lights. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look, cheesy biscuits. We've even missed our turning. Have we? Because you normally ask me to switch it off, and then I say no. no. I've got used to it, but Hang I on. swear, normally they normally have levels like one, two, or three. Now let's have a look at our freebies bag. We have a Maxis notebook. Well, what's this? It's basically just bought me so I could just drive you around everywhere. This is like. Oh, uh, oh no, it is. Is that like a wireless charging point? Sugar. Hold on a minute. What is that? I'm going to make your ride a whole lot cooler. Whenever you, you say ride, it reminds me of the commitment because that's what the term they use for <laughs> sex, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I like these crisps. What's this for then? Is it a car? It's a car bag. Oh my god, that's so cute. Oh, I love it. My bum is burning. Do you want me to turn it down? Yeah. Where's the thing on it? Well, I've turned it off. Love it. Okay, we are in the Maxus eDeliver 3 short wheelbase panel van. Number of seats two. Charging time is eight hours. Is that how long we're going to be at the stop? <laughs> no, there's a 45 minute fast charge version, I think. And the range is. City miles 213, kilometres 344, combined miles 151, 151 miles combined, which is what we're doing now, we're doing combined journey. Uh, it has Bluetooth, cruise control, aircon, MP3 player, daytime running lights, multifunction steering wheel, uh, phone mirror, phone mirror. I also had heated mirrors. What do you mean my phone mirror? Not me, isn't it? Phone mirror. Phone mirror. Uh, heated seats, rear view camera. Heated electric mirrors, eco and standard driving modes, three adjustable regeneration. Ah, there's the generation, the regenerative braking. It's three three different adjustable settings. That's what I said. It's on the top one. I can tell. Yeah. So I said one, two, and three. See? Yeah. Is that a horse in the middle of the? A what? A horse. What? Just in the middle of the? Just in the middle of the green. Which is surrounded by just houses. Fantastic. So, how are you finding the car so far? Yeah, it's okay. I think the regenerative braking takes a while. It's on the strongest setting, but it's actually, it's quite smooth. It turns nice. As a passenger, I feel very comfortable. So, so I don't feel like I'm in a van. I've got, uh, now I've had our gigantic picnic, I've got a bit of space around me. And um, there's plenty of storage areas. It is very space spacious. And I was worried that the car wouldn't pull close enough to the steering wheel. You know, I like to sit on top of it, but it does. Yeah, because you normally have, the, have it really close, but it does come close enough. It does. And the seats are really comfy, aren't they? Yeah. They're quite sporty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I've got an armrest. Yeah, that's nice. The heated seats are doing it for me, though, babe. Yeah, now I've got a cold bum now. Can you put it back on? Where is it? It's right down here. Ah, okay. Look at the, uh, well, gear stick, inverted commas. It's basically a circle with reverse, neutral, and drive. That's, oh, you, that's it. You know what I like? The handbrake. I love a proper handbrake. 
Yeah, a lot of the cars now, they've got the tiny little handbrake, but where we are in Wimbledon, like there's quite a lot of hill starts as you're going through the town centre, and I just feel like you need a real handbrake. Oh, sorry. Especially when you're reverse parking into a, um, a parking space on a hill. You need a handbrake, don't care what you say. Just talk all over everything What's I've just said. What's actual hell? Where am I going? Left. Everything I just recorded then, you were talking, going, oh, oh, ah, oh, oh, ah. Like, we're going to have to re-record that whole bit. Give me the radio life. <laughs> right, let's start again. What was I saying, for God's sake? Handbrakes. Oh, bollocks, hang on to the motorway. Nobody cares, I'm not repeating it. <laughs> the motorway now. No. Right, should we try this weird little chocolate thing? Well, it's not chocolate, it's called bean and goose, Am salty almonds. Does this, is this a bit like salty caramel? Need to windows as well, Leona. Honestly, all you're worried about is the food. Has it not got any controls? What? Oh, look at me driving in Ireland, babe. It's pretty good. Huh? We're on the same side of the road, though, so... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it have to be a bitch about everything? <laughs> But the, like there's a, I don't know how you make it hotter. Now I'm going to leave the e-tour there for the moment. Day two coming up in a while. Does Sasha get to tan her legs? This is the big question. But just to recap the end of day one, we had to find a charger on the way. It was freezing cold, pitch black. There were issues finding a working charger. Ended up getting to the hotel at 10pm. A five-hour road trip after the awful Gatwick journey we'd had prior to us as well. So it was a really long day. So when we got there, we just went straight to our room, ordered room service, yes, more food, and crashed out. Day two of our e-tour coming up later on in the podcast. But now, uh, in order to have a break from Sasha and I, let's hear my chat with the 80s legend, Howard Jones. Hi, Howard. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm really good, thank you. Yes, very, very, very excited at the moment about everything. <laughs> I'm not surprised. There's lots going on. You are one of the defining figures of the 80s in terms of synth pop and um, or just in music in general. Uh, before we get on to why you're excited right now, how did it all begin? How did it all begin? Well, you know, um, I, I um, as a kid, when I was really, really small, my, my parents were Welsh, and so they really encouraged um, everyone to do something musical, you know, sing, play the piano. Um, and so every time we went to see anybody, relatives, uncles, aunties and grandmas, and we were expected to, to, to sing or, or to play the piano. So the, they really wanted me to learn the piano when I was seven. And I went through the usual things of, you know, having horrible piano teachers who uh, who really put me off, but I kept going. And, um, you know, then just became obsessed with it. And, and uh, you know, it was, it was really, um, I, you know, couldn't keep me away from the, from the keyboards at that point, so. Yeah. It's brilliant. And uh, being a rock fan myself, I just want to point out your first band, I don't know if this is correct, was called Warrior, a prog rock band. Yeah, hard, eh? Hard, <laughs> hard case. And yeah, it was definitely a prog uh, rock band. And and we formed that at school. Um, I was at school in High Wycombe. And um, 
yeah we used to play like school dances and stuff like that and local uh, youth clubs and it was it was just um you know it was such fun you know exploring all that stuff as jan going on right now a bit different to then jump from that into synth pop yeah yeah so i so I, I managed to scrape into to music college up in manchester i went to the royal northern college and um they said i played i played bach with a jazz swing so i was uh, which i'm really proud of and uh so i was there i didn't finish the course i did two and a half years but i was playing in bands uh, all the time and uh, one of the bands was called bicycle thieves and you know we, we used to rehearse in down in didsbury in, in manchester um and then uh, i got offered this like late night spot on the radio 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 piccadilly doing covers at the piano and i got to experiment with their their studio in you know in the middle of the night and i thought you know this is what i really want to do i want to do my own music and so i i told them i was going to leave and my, my piano teacher begged me to stay but i said no mine's made up i want to do my own music not play um dead people's music anymore and so um we went i went home to live with my parents got a job in a factory and started to come up with this idea of the one man electronic show um because I, I didn't really know anybody back in in high wickham who who i could form a band with so i realized i had to do it all myself but it was that point you know where all the synths and drum machines were i'm, I'm going to say just about affordable because the, i i really struggled to you know to buy them from my local music shop but i managed to gradually put things together and go out doing shows you know and and people used to get really, really excited by by this new music, you know, synths, drum machines, and this crazy guy, you know, doing it all himself up there. So yeah, it was it was such those days were such fun. Yeah, I'm not surprised you've gone from being in a band to just thinking I'm just going to do it all on my own and use mm. all the available '80s sort of modern equipment at that time to make it a possibility for you. I mean, that's that's very creative. Well, well, I, I, I guess it was born out of necessity and also my love of technology and, and since, um, I mean, I mean, it was, it, it, and, you know, it's amazing how things happen. My, one of my piano, I was teaching piano students. That's another thing I was trying to do to earn money at the time. And one of them gave, uh, lent me, um, a primitive drum machine and I was at the piano playing along to these beats, you know, and I thought, oh, I think I could expand this, you know, if I can get some synths and like, Put that together, I could be a one-man electronic band. So, you know, I felt very fortunate, you know, that this guy gave me that drum machine, so I, I, I could start thinking of those ideas. Yeah. And then you came up with this song called "New Song," which um, wasn't going to be its title, was it? Was it just a temporary title? No, no, no. It's like it's just sheer just stupidity on my part. You know, I just <laughs> I did I I was very naive. I think you know. You can't call a song new song and then be, be and then stick with it. You know, I mean, I mean, you must be crazy. It's it's cause it, you know, yeah. What you're going to go into a record shop and say, oh, I want Howard Jones' new song. <laughs> uh, but somehow it somehow it worked. Um, and I always remember the first time I played it. Um, and it was in this pub called the Osborne Arms, and they didn't normally have music. We just came in and said, look, we'll bring people in. And I used to build a little um, stage out of hardboard and beer crates and put more, all my gear on the top. And I played it for the first time and everyone went like completely mad and nuts uh, in the in the audience. I thought, I think this this could, you know, this might be the way I could get record companies interested and 
you know, move forward. And did you hire um, the Marquee Club and get some record labels to come and watch you perform? Um, we, we didn't actually hire it. We, we just um, said, look, we'll come down on a Monday night. You know, well, I mean, there's, obviously the clubs don't do particularly well on a Monday night. We'll come down on a Monday night for four weeks in a row. Um, and, and we'll bring, like, coach loads of people, which is what we used to do for, um, from High Wycombe and the surrounding areas, you know. And it was such fun to, for, for the fans to, to come on the coach and come to a gig, especially up in London, you know, or, you know, playing up in London. So that's what we did. We, we pretty much filled the, um, the marquee every Monday. And all the record companies came down and the publishers came down. And nobody wanted to sign me. So... <laughs> So it was a fantastic idea, but it didn't quite work. That's, yeah, that's quite, I mean, obviously yeah, it did in the right. end, but how did you get the that's record right. deal in the end then? That's right. In the end, well, in the end, one guy um, with Stiff Records, Paul Conroy, came to see me at the Nags Head in High Wycombe, of, you know, um, which I played kind of regularly, and he got it. He got what I was doing. He got the music. He got the songs. And I remember him saying to, to the head of his record company, he said, uh, we missed out on Depeche Mode. We're not going to miss out on Howard Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, so I was going to sign with Stiff Records, but Paul got offered a job um, at WEA, you know, Warner Brothers. So I got to, I landed on my feet at this amazing record company with like, you know, Rob Dickens and Max Hole and Paul Conroy, this sort of these brilliant, energetic uh, people who really wanted to make my career work. You know, I was so fortunate, um, but I was 28 when I got signed, so I'd been waiting a long time. So, you know, so this I, is 1983 at this point? This is 1983. August the 15th, um, 1983 was when New Song was released. Okay, uh, and that brings us round to 2023, which is 40 yeah. years later. Yeah, yeah. So tell us what's happening now. Well, you know, I think um, I, 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 I was talking to um, uh, a guy this morning who, who, who runs the record company I'm with now, and he was saying, well, actually, a lot of artists really don't, you know, seem to get to that 40th anniversary point. You know, it's, it's actually a big, it's really a thing to celebrate. So we, 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 we think we must do a tour and, um, you know, uh, certainly the UK, and that's what we, you know, we're, we're announcing this week. Um, playing all my favourite theatres in, in in the country, and um, we'll be going to America as well and, and Europe. Um, so yeah, it's just very exciting. I've been told that um, people going to this concert can expect a sonic and visual feast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I hope to, I, I hope to, hope to promise that. I mean, um, the band at the moment is just. I'm so proud of it. It, it. It's it's been in a way. It's been like forty years in in development. As I I love to use technology and since um, you know in the work that I do. But also I I love great players and like people who can really you know because I was trained at the piano and so I've got Nick Beggs in the band. You know playing amazing bass and Robin Bolt uh, on guitar. So we combine you know the. Uh, the technology with like real sort of skills, uh, uh, you know, musical skills. And I think for me, that's my favourite place to be, is it, best of both worlds to me. You've got a new greatest hits coming out, um, what, yeah. this year or? 
Yeah, yeah, we tried to con uh, coincide that with the, with the, the tour, you know, in October. So the book, the tour, you know, <laughs> the theme tune. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, yeah, we tried to get it all all um, all happening at once. Fantastic. So October is when it really kicks off in the UK, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can't wait to see you live, and thank you for chatting to us. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for playing my records. No um, problem. We will continue to do bit. so. <laughs> thank you. Okay, back to day two of my e-tour with Sasha across Ireland, trying out Maxus electric vans. Now, day two involved having a beautifully posh breakfast in the gorgeous Ashford Castle. Have a look at the photographs on my Instagram. And then a trip out in a pickup truck, the T90. This time, about an hour and a half drive to a gorgeous pub in Ireland for a traditional Irish pub lunch. Uh, what do you think of this truck then, Sasha? Visually, oh, really bumpy road. Hold on a minute. Visually, I really like the truck. I like the orange colour. Apart from the colour, it's a nice looking truck. Very nice looking truck. Um, quite chunky. Nice big wheels. Apart from the colour, well, you didn't like colour? No, I meant as in, it's a nice looking truck. But it's not because of the colour, it's because of oh, the truck. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Yeah, get it? Okay, I'll get it, I'll get it. <laughs> I like being high up. As I'm so sure, I like being high up. I like the electric seats as well. That was quite good because in the van it was just one of the little pulley things. Um, you know, you lift it up at the front and then you scoot yourself forward. But this one's posh. It's electric. Do you know what keeps throwing me off? It's the indicator. Okay. The indicator is on the right-hand side. It doesn't seem normal. I keep setting the windscreen wipers on and off. I did that when I was driving it. There's two USB charging points in the front as well, which is good, and a cigarette lighter, so you can add extra charging points in there. The screen, um, we haven't really got to grips with the touch screen. It's not that user-friendly, and I can't find a volume as the passenger to control. You've got to do it on the steering wheel again, and there must be a volume on the screen somewhere. Um, but other than that, I really, really like this pickup truck. It's exactly the kind of thing that I would buy, um, and the fact that it's electric, it doesn't have heated seats. As far as we know, I mean, we haven't found it in the menu. No, that's true. Looks like there's loads of room in the back seats. Yeah, it's very spacious, nice and roomy. I mean, I'm only five foot, so most cars are nice and spacious and roomy for me, but it's lovely. And I'm five seven, and I think it's roomy. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's lovely. We drove we drove um, through Ireland and through a blizzard at one point, and you can see some of the Instagram live videos of that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been really good fun actually and um, I'm on a, an, a trip with uh, lots of car reviewers and I might uh, get some of their opinions on it later on. The professional opinion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they can do the hard work and tell us all the technical details. Save me looking up. <laughs> now I'm sure you want to know what I had to eat at the pub, uh, seeing as I've talked a lot about food. Well, I had the beef and Guinness pie. It was absolutely delicious, along with half a pint of Guinness as well. Had to be done. So after this, we drove back to Ashford Castle, where Sasha and I did clay pigeon shooting, uh, which was amazing fun. Have a look at the photographs online as well. A meal out in Ashford Castle Saturday night, and then Sunday, it was all about going back across Ireland to Dublin Airport. And we'll tell you how that bit of the journey went next. <laughs> 
So I'm now with Sasha in the studio back home in London after um, our e-tour of Ireland. And I just want to talk about the whole electric vehicle and charging experience. <laughs> what are you Dad, laughing at? The dog's giving me kisses. Can we concentrate on the task in hand, please? <laughs> <laughs> so we had a bit of a drama on the way back from the Ashford Castle to the airport because on any long journey like that with an electric vehicle over sort of a three hours, you need to charge it along the way. So when we drove back, we had a plan to charge up at a certain point and we stopped off the first charging point, which was meant to be in a hotel. We couldn't find them, could we? Yeah, we couldn't find that charging point. So we just abandoned that idea and went on to the next one. Which wasn't far away, so we thought, OK. Yeah, and but the car was starting to flag by this point. Yes. It was... Yeah, it was really, really struggling on the it was struggling on the motorway, wasn't it? And people were having to come round us, which was not the best. So then we pulled into another place, and um, there was sort of three cars all waiting to charge. Yeah, and it's forty minutes each. So if you're in a queue, bit of a nightmare, isn't it? Well, you don't have what's four times three? Four threes are twelve. Yeah, it's a long time. We don't have, what, two hours to sit around waiting when you have a flight to catch. So then we thought we'll go to the next charging point. Um, but that was the one where there was a broken charger, wasn't there? Yes. There was a broken charger. So these are just some of the real-life issues you get with trying to charge electric vehicles. In central London, it's not a problem. As soon as you leave London, certainly try and drive across Ireland, there are issues. The next charging point, the car was, well, I'd like to say driving on fumes, but there's no petrol. We're driving on sparks. <laughs> yeah, we're driving on sparks. Um, and the car we're kept. We had to Flintstone it at one point, weren't we? And stick our legs out the window. No, the car kept all these alerts going on. We'd have to turn the heating off, the radio off, everything, trying to conserve energy, and practically crawl into this charging station. Yeah. And I was delighted to get there and charge up. And in petrol stations here in the UK, you will then go in and have some horrible manufactured snack that's been made in a factory. But in this particular um, service petrol station. Oh my God. The food was amazing. Uh, there were six women behind they this counter. They were serving a roast dinner. There was roast dinners. You could get a roast dinner in a petrol and station. And it wasn't like a calf. It was like one of those sandwich deli places, wasn't it? Yeah, you picked some complicated thing which you took ages preparing. But like, that's what you get with fresh food though, isn't it? It was a salad, so they had to chop it all up. It was like a Mexican salad. I don't know why I put the dog in here because he's <laughs> just going to bark. The dog's barking at people walking past the house. Um, no, it was a Mexican salad and it was enormous. She put all the ingredients in and you were like, I couldn't oh God, even finish it. don't it think I'm going to want to eat that. And then it was she massive, Then she had this <laughs> massive chopper and chopped it all up. I was like, oh my God, it's um, huge. Anyway, the food was wonderful in this petrol station. I've never seen anything like it. And, and I was just buns and stuff like that. Oh really hoping that they would do something like this here. Anyway, uh, during this time, some other people who had another electric vehicle on the same e-talk came in and said, oh, you're on the charger. Um... Because when's, like, yeah. when's your flight? <laughs> and uh, we said, ours flight's at five o'clock. And they said, oh, our flight's at 3.30 and our car isn't charged. And we're like, okay. Um, we should have left earlier. Yes, they left after us and their flight was earlier. It's crazy. So um, he went back to the charger with me and said... You, you could just get away with a small charge and that will get you there. And I said, well, I need to make sure that we've got enough. So, we're trying to do the maths, weren't we? Well, the reason there was maths involved is because um, the car was, was telling us... miles, but obviously the Google Maps is in kilometres. 
it was because we were in Ireland. For some reason, Google Maps decided to put everything in kilometres. The car was charging up in miles. So we were trying to convert what it was. And the guy said, oh, you times it by 1.2 or something. And as you heard, our maths isn't great. And we were like, OK, uh, but I don't want to go until we've got a good charge. And so it got to a certain point. The guy said, yes, you have more than enough charge. Can we now charge up our oh, vehicle? Oh, my goodness. So I said, okay, here, use the charger. He put his one on. He he actually couldn't find out how to open his flap to put his charger in. I had to show him Mm. um, because he'd got himself in a bit of a state by this point. And then he said, tell you what, why don't we just swap vehicles and we'll take your charged car and you take ours. (laughs) And I said, well, hang on. What? What? (laughs) We've got to charge your car for then 40 minutes. We've already sat here for like half an hour. And then we might be late for our flight. There was half an hour in it. So we did all the maths. (laughs) Again, and we realised it was too tight. Um, so I said to him, look, um, I don't think that's going to work. I'm really, really sorry, um, but oh, we need to get back and we, we can't be late because we've got kids, etc. And we already had a nightmare getting here, which he hadn't, we had. So anyway, um, and he got a bit tetchy and said, uh, oh, I'm going to miss my flight. So you'd, you'd gone back to the van at this point. I went back to the van and said, Sasha, you're going to have to go and speak to him because you have this more authoritative voice okay so you went over there and said what i said we're not doing it (laughs) yeah i said no sorry it's too tight the turnaround is too tight we've got half an hour in it i've got kids to pick up i can't be doing with all this i'm not sitting here for another you know you should have left earlier basically it's not our problem you know what, if we had a couple of hours in it, then I would have done it. Well, initially I was going to do the swap. And also he was a little bit funny to begin with, so I was a bit like... Mm. Initially I was going to do the swap, but then when we added it up, I thought, actually, we're putting ourselves at risk of missing our flight here, so we just can't do it. So, anyway, got back on the road in our original truck and um, pootling along, doing an Instagram Live, and then I noticed the, the charge mm. dropping off really rapidly. And then I looked mm. at how many miles we had to get to where our destination was. I thought, you know what, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. And then it. I got really angry. I thought, that guy hasn't given us enough charge <laughs> after all that. It's like when you've got a mobile phone. If you've got teenagers at home and there's the chargers in the front room and you go up and you're like, I, can I put my phone on charge? It's my charger. Can I put my phone on charge? And they go, what's your percentage? It was like that. It's just on a much larger scale. <laughs> and you're like, no, just give me my, my charger. So we're trying to look on the map to see where the next charging point was. And we managed to pull into one, but we didn't car's have... struggling at this point, again. We I didn't have like time. to get out and start pushing it. We wouldn't have had time to do a 40-minute charge and then carry on. We would have missed our flight. So I had to phone up Max's and say, look, we're stranded through no fault of our own. Um, (laughs) Can you come and get us? Which they did. And uh, we managed to get to the airport on time. But um, that was a kerfuffle. But anyway, the point of this long, long, long story is electric vehicles are wonderful and they are fantastic. But there are issues with the charges. Namely, there's already someone on it. The charger's out of order. Or you've got some guy going, my car needs more charge than yours. So, you know, these are the real issues of it, isn't it? It is, it is, because we've got a charger at home, haven't we? But, you know, once you drive off and you're away from your charging point, you're at the mercy of everybody else, unfortunately. I don't... I don't blame Maxis at all because I just think that was an unlucky series of events. No, 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 because they went round and checked all the charges to see if they were working and everything. And they, to be fair, their itinerary was very good. It's just that it didn't have any movement for error. And, and often the reason that people were charging up is because other Maxis drive... Can, do we have to have the dog in here? No. It's actually growling. <laughs> um, 
other Max's chargers, uh, other Max's drivers were charging up. So obviously there's a lot of vehicles being used at the same time. So in reality, it might not be that tough. <laughs> was that, that was my stomach. I'm wearing the dog's tummy. <laughs> Go away, Rocky. Goodness sake. Trying to do a serious review here. You know, I like I like the electric vehicles, but it has it has unfortunately it has put me off a little bit. Because I do feel like you're at the mercy of everybody else. That yeah. sounded way too serious, didn't it? It's about time we did something serious because all we've done this review is just us laughing. So I'll tell you what, I'm now going to give out some prices and specs and details about these vans. So looking at the details, the Maxus E-Deliver 3, which is the white van, two-seater, prices start at £34,000. The range in miles is 213 miles, with a payload, excluding passengers, of 945 kilograms, maximum length 5,037 millimetres. Now this maximises payload and performance using a combination of lightweight materials such as aluminium and polymer composite materials. And in the back, you have six cargo area floor strapping rings, a cargo area partition. You can have an optional one there with glass, which I think I would prefer, actually. Uh, heated seats, as we mentioned during our review, and uh, lots of amazing features like rear parking sensors and cruise control and lots of luxuries that you don't normally get in vans. So that was the Maxus E-Deliver 3. Then, of course, we tried the T90 EV, uh, also known as the pickup truck. And this has prices starting at 49,950, excluding VAT. The range on this is 220 miles, a payload of 1,000 kilograms, and the maximum length 5365 millimeters. Plenty of room inside, very neat and tidy dashboard. Visually sporty exterior. I mean, one of the things that drew me to this car in the first place was that fantastic silver grille at the front. It's enormous. It looks really chunky and fantastic. This has a reversing camera, rear parking sensors, rain sensing windscreen wipers, six-way electronic adjustments in the front row seats and 17-inch alloy wheels. So all in all, visually, the T90 EV is absolutely stunning. The media screen could do with a little bit of improvement in terms of usability. Uh, but other than that, really loved it. And if you can cope with charging around the country and plan your journey accordingly, it's a win-win. <laughs> That's it from the podcast this week. Please have a look at my tour photographs on Instagram at Rock and Road Pod. There's also loads of footage uh, where we just went on Instagram Live during our driving experiences as well. And you can see them on my Instagram at Leona Graham DJ. But thank you for tuning in. Next time, an interview with Paul Young, and I'll keep you posted on what vehicle or motorbike I will be driving or riding. Thank you for tuning in to the Rock and Road Podcast.